I just want to do God's will. The kind of revolution that the world needs is a Christian revolution. If you want a miracle, you've got to expect it to happen. You're the recipients of God's grace and God's blessings, and you rejoice in that reality. Welcome to Life Today Live. I'm Randy Robinson. I have a question. Um, how's, how, how are things for you? Is, is life good? Is life fair? Have you ever been mistreated? Is that a problem? Is it an obstacle or is it an opportunity? There's an old saying that was reprised in the Clinton years, I believe. Uh, you know, never let a crisis go to waste was the phrase. And that, that's actually that's quite an old phrase. But I think there's something perhaps to that. And I think if you look at that through the God lens, you can maybe change your perspective, which would impact your situation or at least the outcome to a difficult situation. Well, we're going to talk about that. My guest today is a pastor down in the Tampa Bay area at uh, Radiant Church. Uh, Go Bucks. Uh, his name is Aaron Burke, and he has a book out called The Unfair Advantage. And the subtitle fills you in a little bit on that. Seven Keys from the Life of Joseph for Transforming Any Obstacle into an Opportunity. And I don't know how that strikes you where you're at, but if you can get this and understand that it's it's biblical, uh, it's operational, and if we could look at some of our situations through this lens, uh, you're gonna you're gonna feel a lot better. You're gonna think a lot better. You're gonna act a lot better, uh, and you're gonna be a lot happier. So this is this is some good stuff, people. Judy, hope you're doing well today. Everyone else watching live. Appreciate you guys being here. Your comments are always welcome. And uh, Aaron, did I call you John Burke? No, you call okay. me Aaron. Aaron You're Burke. Good. My, we, were, we had a whole conversation this morning about uh, John Burke and um, another economist. And so that is in my head. So Aaron Burke is our guest. So Aaron, welcome to Life Today Live. I am so honored to be with you. So honored to be with those that are listening, watching this thing live and excited to talk. Well, let, let's get into it because I got I got when I first saw the title of the book, I went the unfair advantage. I thought, what? I, I don't quite understand what that means. Obviously, you get into just if you start to see it, but what? Where are you coming from, generally? All right, in this? So, l- let me give you what an unfair advantage is. Yeah. So, I'm six foot three. Everybody thinks that I should play <laughs> basketball, but the odds of me being in the NBA, any average person being in the NBA, is one in a million. That's just not going to happen. So if you're if you got your kids trying to be in the NBA, just tell them it's not going to happen. But <laughs> if you're over seven foot tall, it moves from one in a million to your odds are one in six. Wow. So one in six people over seven feet tall can be in the NBA. So it shows me it's an unfair advantage. So it's unfair because if you're over seven foot tall, everything's bad for you. You can't sit right in an airplane. You have to duck when you have to walk through the door. It's unfair. But... If leveraged properly, it can be for your advantage. And that's what I talk about in the book. I give the story um, of the life of Joseph, but it's all of our stories about how many times it's the unfair things in life that if we learn to leverage them for God's glory, doing it God's way, it can actually become an advantage for our lives. And I give this story in the book about a girl that uh, was raised up in my youth group when I was a youth pastor. She serves on our staff and I was praying for her. 
just talking about how unfair her life had been. Her parents went through a brutal divorce. She'd been through some abuse and neglect. And I was saying, it's unfair. It's unfair. It's unfair. And then the Holy Spirit spoke to me at that moment and said, Aaron, it's unfair, but it's for her advantage. And that's where the whole idea came from. So I preached at a conference uh, through the life of Joseph. And then after the conference, I had a few different authors come up to me and say, you need to write that into a book. (laughs) Whatever God wants. And, And it's been a fun journey helping people realize not just that there's purpose in pain, but how to get purpose out of pain. Because there's this misconception that just because you go through a hard time, God will turn it for the good. But it's available, but it's not automatic. And in the book, I show people how God turns our pain into good. Oh, oh you, you hit a lot of theological points without pointing out that they are theological points. And I actually like them. I got scriptures just rolling through my head right now. Um, but, okay, first question, a foundational question before we get into the details. Is this really God's will for everyone or just a few select highlighted people in, in the Bible, it applies to them, but not to not to me. Well, I think, obviously, I think God has an unbelievable care for every single person. You know, I have five children, so it's a lot of kids. And um, um, there's not one of them that I go, ah, eh, they're expendable. So you just know that every, you you are valuable to God. And I think the stories in the scripture don't just show us what happened, and what God's heart is, but show us what's possible mm-hmm. for each of our lives. So the reality is, is you are a uh, you are the perfect person for God to use in this situation. Is if only one thing is if you've dealt with any kind of pain in your life, mm-hmm. and if you've had any kind of obstacles. Now, if you've always had it easy and the road's been just perfect for you, then you're not going to learn a lot from this book. But this <laughs> book is going to help a lot of people. I go through seven unfair parts of Joseph's story. And you know Joseph, I mean, he's 17 years old, gets a dream from God. And, and and I believe we've all had that moment. We all have that time where God, we have that confirmation that God's got something big for my life, whether it's in your family and a ministry and a business. And then the path to seeing that dream come to pass is, it's painful. It's hard. Um, it's not normally what we tell people. And I, I just want to show you that no matter what your pedigree is or your income or even your spiritual background is that God can turn those things for the good. It's, it's available. It's not automatic. And I want to show you how to make it available for your life. So it's for everybody. You know, literally if you, you can go back in time and uh, say, yeah, Joseph, God gave you that dream where you will be in a position of power and influence and first you got to be thrown into a pit and then you got to go to prison. I mean, the average person would be like that, that doesn't one, either that's just crazy. I don't want to do it. Or really that doesn't fit my theology. You know, I'm, oh, I'm going uh, over, I'm not going under and God's going, no, you got some pits and you got some prisons, uh, before you get to the palace. Right. Absolutely. And you know, people are, I, I the Bible says, you will have trouble. You will have hardships. And people look at that and I'm like, Aaron, you need to be more positive. And I go, oh, you're right. All right. I'm positive, positive you will have trouble. some hard times because um, we all deal with it. It's life. The reality is, is, so here's where the doctrine comes into place is who causes it. And I think that's where we have to get to. I have a, a clear understanding that our God is overwhelmingly good. 
And so um, God is able, and he's so good that he can even use the, the pain and the hardship and the rebellion of even our world for his greater purposes. So a great example is Joseph's brothers. So Joseph gets the dream. His brothers reject him. They abuse him. They neglect him. They throw him in the pit. They uh, lie about him, and they sell him off into slavery. Who did that? God did not make those men do that. But what God did is God took that pain and transformed it and said, okay, I can use it to bring Joseph to his destiny. So I don't think God causes our pain. I do think he uses every single bit of it if we offer it to him. Okay, now I think you you make a great point straight out of Scripture because if the the jealousy, the, the selfishness, all these negative traits and, and emotions had not been in Joseph's brothers, they would not have done all those things to him. If yep, they had been wrong. godly men, Joseph <laughs> yep. wouldn't have suffered. But because yep. they were ungodly men, Joseph suffered the consequences, not his own fault. You could say maybe he should have kept his mouth shut. To yeah, yeah. He, he overspoke a little it, bit, but that's okay. Yeah, yeah. But, but the punishment didn't fit the crime, right? Right. But God then said, okay, despite what evil people or, you know, ungodly people do to you, I, I'm going to take that unfair situation and turn it into his advantage. Because, I mean, how would he have gotten to the position in Egypt to save Israel had he not been sold into it? I mean, I'm sure God, God's got a lot of different ways to get us there, but he used that negative. I, I love that example. Keep going, and, You know, all right, and where did we see this ultimately? The perfect example was Jesus. Yeah. And what brought Jesus to the cross? It was, again, ungodly people that, that brought Jesus to the cross. So the, the, the application for everybody listening is that if ungodly, wicked people have hurt you, mm -hmm. neglected you, rejected you, then could that be even something that God uses to bring you to your ultimate purpose? Because if Joseph needed them, and we know Moses needed them in his life, and we know that David needed a Saul and needed un it, every everybody's story, that God is so redemptive that he can even redeem wicked, hurtful people's actions towards you. So it doesn't make it right. It doesn't justify them. But it does mean that God can turn it around. So, like, all right, the purpose, the person promised you that they'd be with you forever. Mm -hmm. They said they made a covenant before God mm -hmm. at an altar that they'd be with you forever, and then they walked out on you, and you're you're distraught and you're broken up. Even that scenario, God can use it to bring you to your ultimate purpose. So, and that's what I'm trying to do in the book. I'm just trying to show you that through unfair seasons, if leveraged correctly, and this is what's so important, Randy, is like. I've seen two people walk through the exact same thing, whether it's a divorce, a loss of a child, a diagnosis, that's terrible. Two people walk into the exact same thing. One of them reacts God's way to it, whether that's releasing the bitterness or hope or faith in, in Christ, mm -hmm. and, and is actually propelled towards their destiny, walking better. Then there's the other one that resentment and bitterness and anger comes over, and they walk further away from God, further away from their calling. 
So it's not automatic that you're going to see this thing turn around for the good. There's some intentional decisions you need to make in the meantime of how am I going to react to that rejection? Yeah. How am I going to react to being underpaid in my job right now? I mean, you got to think Joseph sold off into slavery. I mean, if, if I go to Potiphar's house and my brothers just rejected me, my dad didn't come to my rescue and I'm not making any money. I ain't working hard, but Joseph Joseph makes a decision that he's excels in excellence in, in Potiphar's house. Mm. Again, takes an unfair scenario and it becomes his advantage. We have choices to make during unfair seasons of what we're going to do. And Joseph made seven of them throughout his life that brought him to his ultimate destiny. And I think we all have to make the same choices. Dude, that's so good and so true. Uh, and if you want to get this for yourself, because we're just scratching the surface here, if you really want to dig into this, here's your resource. It's called The Unfair Advantage by Aaron Burke, uh, available wherever you get books. And, uh, you know, I, I do this, one, to honor my guests and their appearance on the program uh, because their publishers are like, you know, we're going to publish your book. You're going to make these rounds. But I do it for you, <laughs> the audience. I'm hey, transparent, right? I do it for the audience because – if this is ministering to you, this is probably an area where God wants to really take you deeper. And mm. the book is a great resource. I mean, you, you could also uh, visit Aaron's you know church website, weareradiant.com, and you, you know, you'll probably hear some of this as well because usually these you know pastors preach it before it's put into, into print. <laughs> uh, but the point is there are some resources for you to go further. So if this is resonating with you, whether you're up in Canada, I see you there, over in England, good evening, Liverpool. Uh, follow up on this because God's trying to tell you something. He's trying to He's trying to share his goodness with you in your difficulty. And, Aaron, I want to pick up on something you said because our response to it is everything. If I get shot, okay, if I get shot and I get shot maybe in the leg and I, and I go to the hospital and they tend to my wounds and, and I, I rehab, I, I get – stitches or whatever i get the bullet removed right uh i i mean people survive that on a regular basis today you go back 100 years 150 years and you get a little lead ball from a musket in your leg and it and it festers and it turns to gangrene that guy dies well what's the difference the care right you get the response to the yeah. injury it's not even the severity of the injury right. it's the response to the injury and so your your point about what we do that's where i think god allows us choices he allows yeah. us to respond so absolutely all right I, see that's from the very beginning do you know the very beginning of his story is god puts a dream in his life um and what is the response the response is his brothers hated him for the dream Mm -hmm. said, this is never going to happen. His dad even said, this is never going to happen. <laughs> and then the Bible says this crucial verse that just was the game changer for me. It was this verse that said, and Joseph dreamed again. <laughs> and I thought, whoa, there's the response. Again, when I could get there and get frustrated and go to angry and get up, I'm just going to keep dreaming with God. So maybe you've been listening to this or you're watching this right now and you're going, Man, I stopped dreaming because people put it down. Nobody else believed in me. God believes in you. Dream again. Your response right now should be, I'm going to dream again, even though nothing's happened yet. Um, you know, and we see this all throughout his life. Another one, Potiphar's wife. Y'all know the story? She comes on to Joseph. 
Bible says he was well built and handsome. Come on, that's a problem I'd love to have, but it's not. Um, but I, it's I, not, it it's tough at times. I'll just let you. Yeah. Well, they, they, I was going to ask you what it's like. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but he he has this moment where she comes onto him, and it's unfair. It's unfair that he can't just fulfill his flesh. It's unfair that he can't just have the a great time. But he decides to choose integrity. Again, a decision in the moment to say, I'm going to choose the unfair route that God has for me, mm-hmm. even though it's hard knowing it's going to bring an advantage for my life. And it always ends up being that advantage. But our reaction matters. So if you're in pain right now, maybe you're in that prison season right now. You're in, you're in, you feel forgotten. You feel overlooked. I just want you to know the way you respond in this moment really matters. And if you respond well, God can redeem it and bring it for the good. How much, how much of this do you think is um, sort of the pain of, of training to use a bit of a sports analogy uh, where, I mean, if you don't put yourself through some hardship, you're never going to be ready to play the game. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Is, is it, it feels like punishment. (laughs) <laughs> right it's not punishment it's preparation see I, it's preparation I, that, that's, can, I, can i give you a crazy story about this randy yeah yeah. yeah. so scholars tell us that joseph was in the prison for about 10 years Jeez. so he's 17 he gets the dream he's in potiphar's house for two to three years and then he gets put into prison 10 years i looked at the 10 years and go god why in the world was it so long yeah. and we probably have people watching this right now that are going, I I understand that. It's taken forever. Then I did some research. This is the craziest revelation. I don't want to give away the book, but one of the craziest revelations I found is then I started researching the ancient prison systems. And prison was not a thing 3,500, 3, 4,000 years ago. It was nowhere around the world except in Egypt. Huh. Egypt prided itself on the fact that Prison was not about punishment. It was about rehabilitation Mm. of its prisoners and education of its prisoners. So what happened was when you went to prison, you were educated and they would bring you back into society. So I thought about this going, isn't that like God? He takes a man from hundreds of miles away, tells him he's going to be in some kind of leadership, brings him to a country that he knows nobody, brings him to, he doesn't know the culture. He doesn't know the language. He doesn't know any of it. And what he does is he places him in an educational system for 10 years to give him the training he's going to need for leading Egypt. And I looked at that going, you feel like you're in prison. God's got you in school. He's training you for this. But our most developmental days are usually our darkest days. Mm. So embrace them because it's in the dark seasons. God's giving you the tools for the leadership and the influence that he wants to do through your life. So it was more like a strict boarding school? It was like a, I mean, you got to think, okay, not only was it training, but then the Bible says that he was in the same prison that Pharaoh's officials went to. Yeah. So he's not only just getting education. I mean, I've got all the quotes and I've got all the research in the book, but he's got the the information from the greatest this is the highest level of prison you can get because Pharaoh's <laughs> officials are going to be there. So you're getting the best teachers in the nation are coming to teach you. He graduated with a doctorate level for 10 years, you know, of 
of Egyptian culture yeah. because he was embraced that dark season. So I, I say it to say, there's a reason why you're waiting. And I just, you, you sit there and you go, but I feel like I'm ready. But God knows he's, he's either getting you ready or he's getting the situation ready for you. Yeah. Yeah. Both of them, because you got to think the, 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 the famine wasn't ready 10 years beforehand. He, he needed Joseph. Actually, it wasn't even just about developing Joseph. It was about developing the season. So maybe there's someone single that's watching this going, I want a husband. I want a husband. I want a wife. I want a wife. Maybe it's not that God's even developing you right now. Maybe you're waiting because God's developing them so that it's the right time. So just trust God's developmental process. Dude, that is such an encouragement, I think, for a lot of people I know. But it's it's a it's a godly wisdom word. I mean, that, that when, if we can get this perspective, it changes how we look at everything: ourselves, mm-hmm. other people, our situation. God, mm-hmm. yeah. How do you how do you get that shift? Well, okay. Before you answer that, <laughs> have you ever been in any of these places? Into. Uh, like whether in a place where you're dis- a discouraged dreamer, a rejected oh worker, a, I won't ask yeah, about the city saint, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> we've all dealt with temptation. Hey, I, this is my life. My life is that, you know, it's, it's, we've all dealt with unfair seasons. We've all, I mean, I remember telling my grandma who I love so much about that. I was called the ministry and I had a dream that God put in my life. And she's like, well, when are you, are you going to get a real job too? At the same time, <laughs> she's still waiting for me to get a real job. And, and and we've all had people that look down on your dream, even though I love my grandma so much. They, we've all had people that, you know, you feel forgotten or you feel like you're behind the scenes. I give story after story in the book where it's just, I'm telling you, I didn't, I didn't have the, I, I got a bad hand, but I turned it into an upper hand. And that's what we've got to learn how to do because you can play victim and that's what a lot of people do. They play the victim. I just got it bad. I'm like, yeah, welcome to my life. Welcome to anybody's life that has done anything great for God. We had a bad hand given to us because we live in a fallen, broken world. But we have a good God who turns things around for his glory if you'll allow it. So million dollar question. Mm Mm-hmm. I hear you. I know you're right, but I still don't think that way. I can't. I, I can't see. I just see the obstacles. I don't see the opportunities. How do I get in a place where my my perspective, my vision, my thoughts are in line with that? Because I I just I just can't see it where I'm at, man. Okay, I say it this way: You live life forward, but you understand life backwards. And I want you to. I want to explain that. Let me unpack it. Because right now, I can't convince you that this is going to turn around for the good. But I can prove it to you that you can look back on your life and you can see how some of the unfair things you have went through were for your good. Mm. And if God was faithful then, he will be faithful in this season also. So um, I, I think there's all those epiphany moments. And I give, I give a couple big ones in the book um, throughout my life where, I mean— expelled from school and different scenarios where I look back on, it was dark moments in my life, but then I look back and go, and I say this phrase, it had to happen. It had to happen to get me to here. 
And if that is the case, then, then I know right now with my current trials, and I've got some big current trials, we all do. During my current trials, I go, it's painful right now, but I'm going to look back in a few years from now and go, it had to happen to bring me to the glory that God had for me next. So I can't convince you about the future, but I can tell you that God's character is consistent. He's been faithful to you before. He'll be faithful to you in the future. He's trustworthy with these things. You can't control the outcome, but you can control your attitude and your actions during this time. Yep. So be faithful now and watch how he'll use it in the future. So good. So good. And I would challenge someone who may say, I look back on my life and I, I don't see it. I think I'd, I've heard this too many times from people. If you will pray and ask God to reveal it to you, I do believe that he will. He will. Right. And, right. It, you know, revealing the future, entirely different thing. Revealing the past where he can show you, you know, where he was during those moments. And most of all, being mindful of the present and, and his presence in yes. the present changes everything uh man this is very very good uh, i want to show people real quick your website of your church it looks like yep. this this is we radiant.com and if you are in the tampa area and you're looking for a good church home there you go and if you Absolutely. just want to check out aaron online and listen to some sermons and it looks like go to summer camp or something i'm just watching stuff go by i don't know <laughs> there's, there's <laughs> opportunities uh but i want to let you know about his church uh last though uh aaron thank you for being with us Thanks. Anything I'm you want to add? Is there anything you do that I didn't ask about schedulers or podcasts or anything like oh, that? Oh yeah. I mean, I have, I have a, I have a leadership podcast that I I've run for years now and it's called made for more and check it out. A new episode came out today. So it comes out every Wednesday and um, I'm so excited about what the Lord is doing. Love for people to go grab the book. I've heard about just small groups and churches going through it and hopefully it helps you and let me know how it helps you. It's the first book I've written and I'm believing the Lord is going to use it to help a lot of people. And so, um, and then I'm always on Instagram. So that's kind of my outlet. And if people want to follow me on Instagram and shoot me a DM of how the books helped you, um, that'd be awesome. It always is encouraging. Yep. All right. Well, there you go. The unfair advantage is the book. And what is the uh, podcast on your church website or is that somewhere else? Uh, yeah, the podcast is on YouTube. You can go to YouTube or just search on podcast on Apple or Spotify and just search for Made for More and you'll see Aaron Burke. Made for Japan. More with Aaron Burke. All right. I just want to yeah. I just want to give you all the props because, you know, we have a massive audience watching today, millions of people potentially mm -hmm. watching this program. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks awesome. again, man. I appreciate you. <laughs> Thank you out there, all, literally all, all around the world today. Uh, I love it. Uh, share. Hit the share button. Share this one, subscribe, follow. You'll get more notifications. We're here to encourage you. We're here to walk with you on this journey and bring you wonderful encouragement like you got today. Appreciate you being here. We'll see you again next time here on Life Today Live. <laughs>